0: these external factors that get dropped on us that we have to adjust to, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why something might fail and it doesn't necessarily mean that's because we didn't try our best or give our best or put our best into it. There's so many factors that go into the quote definition of a failure, but a failure is only a failure if you choose not to learn from the experience. And so failure really becomes a pathway that create space for us to reflect
1: hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and i am your host angelica this is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today. My guest is the founder of Susan Tribute coaching, and she's a women's empowerment coach. Welcome Susan to the show. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, I'm so excited because you've got so much to share. But before we even get into it, introduce yourself to my listeners.
0: Sure. So as you mentioned, I am a women's empowerment coach. And what that means for me is helping to walk women through difficult life transitions. I um, am committed to women's empowerment as a personal core value, have been since I was a little girl myself. And for me, that looks like advocacy and education work to ensure that women have access into every sphere and sector that they desire to be involved in. And then it's also working directly with women on a one-to-one basis, uh, moving helping them to move through life transitions.
1: That's awesome. And I love meeting people who are a coach all sorts of backgrounds, then you've got your multi coaches who can deal with pretty much anything, personal business and more. I feel like it's so important. The more I speak to more coaches, it's becoming more clear, like you got to have a coach, even if it's for personal or for business or for your other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am someone who has certainly benefited through the course of my life by having mentors who were coaches to me, and I have also worked in a formal capacity with coaches too, because you're right, we we all have issues around mindset, we all have issues, and we you know, we know just kind of reach a plateau sometimes in our life or in our business, and we're just stuck and not sure how to get to that next level of personal growth or professional growth or family growth, whatever it might be. And so working with a coach is a great way to help stretch beyond our comfort zones and continue evolving and growing as people.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so true. And I, like I said, I'm starting to realize the benefits of it. It's like having your personal cheerleader who knows you, who knows your life and knows your goals that you want to reach. And they're going to be there to help you every
0: step of the way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That encouragement is priceless, right? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. Now, how did you become a coach? Was this something that stemmed from an experience that you have?
0: Or when did this all start? Good question. So I think for me, when I look back over the course of my life, I have a high personal value for collaboration and for um, serving others in the form of hospitality. And and for me, that looks like journeying life with people. And so I have always been someone who has cared deeply for others, cared deeply for my friends, cared deeply for my neighbors, cared deeply for those who are in context of community with me and proximity to me. And so in the course of building relationships and developing relationships, I, I am naturally someone who coaches others, who encourages others, who supports others in whatever area of their life they choose to seek a goal and, and move after it. And so, and then I spent 20 years in the nonprofit sector and in the nonprofit sector, in, in the leadership capacity, you are coaching your teams, you are coaching your board members, you are coaching your Volunteers. You're, you know, you're more than just the cheerleader. You're more than just the encourager. You're the person that's kind of setting the tone for the vision and working to develop a team culture and work through all types of interpersonal uh, relationships and vision planning and all of those pieces. And so coaching plays a natural role in that sector. And I, I eventually reached a point where. I decided, you know, I want to do this for myself now. And, and I transitioned out of the nonprofit sector and I started a consulting company um, and worked originally with nonprofits specifically. And, and then in the past year, so I had that business for about four years and then COVID came along. And during the process of COVID <laughs> last year really opened up space for me to think about, is this all for me or what is next? What's coming up next, right? And I took that time while we were all in shutdown, while we were all in shelter in place, and while life was closed and sectors were closed, and we're all trying to figure out how are we going to move through this and what does this look like? uh, It really opened up space for me to do a lot of reflection about, this next season of my life. And from that, I, I tapped back into the core passion of mine and, and the thread that has been woven throughout my life, which is women's empowerment. And when I reconnected with that deep, fierce, that, that deep passion that's in me, the, the, the thing that drives me when I wake up in the morning, right? I realized that this Is how I want to serve. This is what I'm meant to do. And this is the way that I want to move forward in expressing myself um, in this world with this time that I have, right? However long that is. And so I made a pivot and I am I now moved into women's empowerment coaching.
1: Love that. I really do because, you know, especially when you're focusing on women, women are. I feel like uh, talking through my experience, um, you you start to sense the self-doubt of, uh, am I able to do certain things? Am I able to conquer it? Am I able to, like, you know, taking the podcast as a great example, it's like I had to second guess and, you know, even going through my head and my process am I going to start this podcast? How am I going to do it? What are people going to think? And we're always, I feel like women, we criticize ourselves a lot. And then we kind of forget the whole picture of why we're doing it and how it's going to help others or it's going to help yourself. And, you know, it's, I love hearing people who are just for women empowerment. And there's some men out there too who are for women empowerment. And it's, we have to come together to support each other no matter what it is, if we do the same thing or not, because I feel like we can reach out to each other and share our experiences and ask for help when we need it.
0: Absolutely. 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 (laughs) And I, and I feel like, you know, you, you're hitting uh, a nerve that a lot of women experience where they may have started out very confident in their youth, very confident in their 20s, they may have had a very clear picture of what they wanted to achieve, the goals that they had in mind, the trajectory for their future, and somewhere along the way are finding themselves now in a season in life where their reality of their current context doesn't always match what their younger self had envisioned for them. And sometimes that's simply because through the course of living our life as women, we make concessions with who we are. We make concessions with those areas of passion that we have. We make concessions in terms of discounting our intuition. We make concessions with deflecting our emotions. You know, we make all these concessions in our life because we're trying to fit the the patriarchal mode and model of what it means to be in corporate environment of what it means to be in uh, religious faith communities and, and I can say that coming from a christian background and seeing, you know, male hierarchy in, in that situation. You know, we have all these different spheres where there are messages coming at us against us that put us in a box and say, this is where you belong, this is where you sit, this is where you stay. And sometimes we really do internalize those and it starts to eat away at our passion, it starts to eat away at our personality, it starts to eat away at those big dreams and those visions that we had for our life, for our family, for our future. And so in the process of coaching women through life transitions, that's part of the work that I do with women is helping them to tap back into trusting their gut again, trusting their intuition again, tapping back into those passions and places within them that they have deferred, that they have um, silenced for one reason or another, there's no judgment, but it just kind of happens in life as we move through difficult situations or as we just experience different things. It's a variety of reasons why we sort of do what we do. And so part of the work that I do is helping women to tap back into those pieces of themselves that they have put on hold or just kind of deflected away and reawakening that within themselves to build that confidence again To remind themselves of their purpose, what they're here on this earth to do, and developing that plan for moving forward through this life transition based on the choices that they deep down want to make in order to create the life that they desire to have.
1: Wow. And, you know, and from your experience, tell me why we struggle through this so much when it comes to trying to get over that hurdle while we're on our goals to our dreams. Why do we go through this cycle mentally of like telling us, no, you're not doing it right. Or, you know, the negative thoughts from everybody else is sabotaging our mind. What is it that we cannot let go of this? Because
0: we all struggle through this as women. So there's a couple of things that I see, and, and I'm speaking from my personal background in, in some context, and then I'm also speaking, you know, from from some of the situations that my clients find themselves in. So I think on one hand, we live in a still a male dominated society, mm-hmm. right? There are many sectors that are still dominated by men. So there are still lots of systemic practices and policies and protocols that are in place that that keep women from having a seat at the table, that keep women out of positions of power, that prevent women from accessing those spaces where influential conversations are happening and where their perspective is still not readily welcomed or accepted right so that's one reality and that trickles that trickles down that's grinding to your social and emotional well-being when you are in industries like finance for example and i can speak to this having family members who are women who worked in finance industry for many years and dealt with a lot of sexual harassment and behavior that is completely unacceptable yet is part of the culture and it's accepted part of the culture right so there are still industries that are driven by this Patriarchal culture still. And so that that affects our mental well-being. That leads to burnout emotionally. And then it also just grinds down and, and causes women to question our worth if we're constantly being overlooked for a promotion that we know we deserve because we can do the work and we're outperforming our peers right and yet those who are being who are making advancement are our male counterparts okay well that starts to then lead to us doubting ourselves doubting our worth doubting our capability doubting our what we bring to the table right and so that's one element and then you have all of these other culturally accepted norms that are present in our society that we as women internalize. And if we don't have somebody consistently present in our life working with us to counter that negativity and to counter those false narratives, we accept them and we believe them, right? And so there's that element to walking this journey as women, so we have some hurdles to overcome in part because of the, the cultural expectations and communication, even from a marketing perspective. Think about the ways that women are conveyed in the marketing industry in order to generate the sale of all kinds of products, right? We're we're, we're taught and told and conditioned that we have to look a certain way and we have to act a certain way. and We have to buy a specific product because heaven forbid we ain't all of this negative stuff that we're bombarded with at younger and younger ages now. And if we, as women, are not actively working to maintain self-care and self-awareness and surrounding ourselves with a tribe of people, other women especially, who are lifting us, who are encouraging us, who are supporting us and who are working to counter the BS that we're hearing. It's very easy to internalize all of these external messages and accept them as truth for who we are and what we're supposed to be.
1: Wow. And, you know, most of the stuff that you mentioned, it's, you you have a point, you do have a point, uh, especially the male dominance and that, you know, type of leadership that they take in control. It can really just, you know, it's like, you have this confidence, you got something to say, but you can't because there's that stigma around it. And you start to think, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like there's so many emotions that go through your head. And I can remember in in my past in the management uh, position in retail, I was just like, how do I step up to these men that I work with and say, Hey, listen, I've got an idea. This could actually work. And then you, you go. and, And also too, I was a bit younger. So it was just like, you know, you're learning how to build that confidence. You're, you're getting comfortable into your role on top of that. And then you have to figure out how am I going to present this idea out there and make it sound like it's a great damn idea. (laughs) So what you mentioned, I completely agree. And it's just like, it's true. We, there's this, like, I guess you could say like, there's a bubble around this and we're trying to just burst it as much as we can. And, you know, when we have, amazing women in this world doing amazing things it gives us that extra step that we can do it too and come together and i feel like there's still work that needs to be done but i feel like we're on the right path to it
0: absolutely and and part of that part of that work is remaining connected to who we are at our core it's remaining connected to our passion, our areas of passion. It's remaining connected to the aspects of our personality and our selfhood that feed into our confidence and standing in that, standing in that power, standing in that truth, owning our our voice, not allowing others to take that from us and, and finding ways to continue to, to speak and to share and to hold space because we are worthy in and of who we simply are of having space. And so not allowing anyone to take that from us. And, and so I'm not saying, and I'm not advocating, you know, to, to be aggressive and, and to be, you no. Know, I'm just saying there are ways that we can continue to hold our space and to honor who we are, honor the gifts that we have, honor our capacity, honor our capability in whatever sphere and sector and space that we are in without allowing others to take that from us. And and so that's, that's one way that we can continue to move through our experiences and hold on to our confidence.
1: Agree. I agree with you. And I love that we're having this conversation because I hope those who are listening can really just learn from this and be able to, just keep going. You're on the right track and whatever it is that you're doing, you know, it's tough out there and and we both get it. And, you know, if you've got that dream and you, or you're pivoting in your business or trying something new, just do it, get out there and just do it. And it feels so great because I've done things during this pandemic that I was just like, okay, it's out there now, you know, got to work hard at it and just do it. You just got to do it.
0: Do it and don't be afraid of failure. I think sometimes as um, I don't want to generalize and say, as women, we're afraid to fail. So I'm just going to speak from my own experience in terms of recognizing that not everything that is done has to be perfect, has to be well-planned out, has to be like detailed out to, to the all the T's. Crossed and eyes dotted, right? Sometimes you just have to move and you have to move through. I mean, yes, have a plan for sure. I'm not saying just throw yourself into things without <laughs> any type of thought into it or plan. But this fear of failure really holds a lot of women back from pushing through their comfort zones when it comes to achieving their dreams or goals or working towards that. And failure is really one of the best ways to learn and to grow. And yes, it's hard and it sucks sometimes when you, you feel like you have invested so much time, effort and energy in this thing that, that flops or it just doesn't execute the way that you had envisioned it or, or just because of random circumstances in things like COVID, you know, these external factors that get dropped on us that we have to adjust to, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why something might fail. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's because we didn't try our best or give our best or put our best into it. There's so many factors that go into the quote definition of a failure, but a failure is only a failure if you choose not to learn from the experience. And so failure really becomes a pathway that creates space for us to reflect, for us to learn, for us to grow, for us to consistently pivot in our life and say, how can I take that experience now? How can I take what I learned from that? And not only make myself a better person through this experience, but now apply something different to my business or to my family or to my career path or to whatever X, Y, or Z it is that you're desiring to do. So failure is a really powerful and influential tool that we can use to not only grow through that experience, but I have also found through times of my own personal failures or professional failures, I have become a much more compassionate person. I have used that to allow it to expand my compassion for other people because I have now learned and experienced something that allows me to connect with people in another way, in a new way that I previously didn't have before going through that particular failure. So we, as women, uh, I encourage us to come to a place of embracing failure and seeing it for the opportunities that it provides us for self-improvement and self-development and growth.
1: Yeah. And it's so true. And I look at my experiences of the failures I've gone through and it's become a a learning experience, but also be able to turn it around and say, how can I move forward from this? What is the universe telling me? What is it that I'm trying to learn from this experience and move forward? Which is very difficult for all of us, first of all, because even for myself, it's like, you know, once I feel like I failed at something, I really get down on myself, and it's so hard to pick myself up. And it's just a it's a long process, because it's like, oh, I'll just get over it. No, it's just sticks with you like a sticky note, a super sticky uh, posted note that just telling you and reminding you what you've done. So it it takes time and process to to just really flip that around, and take that experience and learn from it. So, you know, it's true. You, we do have to fail though. And sometimes in life and in order to learn and to grow and to evolve, because nothing is easy, first of all, (laughs) you know, whatever you're doing, it's such a challenging, it's like an, it's like an experiment of your life of all these little phases that you go through and all these new challenges that you want to take on. And it's just testing you. How can you how can you do it like becoming a millionaire doesn't take 24 hours it takes years you know you can't tell me which you usually hear on tv like you know it was just a week you know we were live and the sales kept rolling in no i i could imagine some celebrities out there too who struggle with shifting what they're not used to and trying to sell a product so you know all of us go through that but of course we don't hear much of it and this is why I have the podcast. I want people to share, you know, their experiences and give tips and be able to share with the audience. Like, you know, we can all do anything. We just have to put in the work and a lot of work into it and, and, and and enjoy the good times and the bad because they make you better.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and one of the, one of the practices that I've developed, um, not only as a means of self-care, but also a means of, maintaining confidence and especially during those times where i am failing at something is i have a gratitude journal and i every day am committed to jotting down at least five things that happened in the course of the day or that i observed happening to somebody else in the course of the day that i am grateful for and during those moments where I'm feeling self-doubt or I'm, as you were saying, just stuck in that place of feeling like oh, crap, I just blew it. Like I, I worked really hard for this thing and it, it didn't execute the way I thought it would or just you know had a, a bad turnout. Um, and so in my head, I'm feeling like I made this big failure. I look back over my gratitude journal and i look back over the weeks and months that especially during this whatever time frame it is that i had invested in this project or whatever that didn't turn out right and what i find is as i'm reflecting back over the entries in my gratitude journal i'm able to see all of the amazing connections that i made with people through Whatever project it was or whatever avenue I was exploring or whatever service I thought might be a good um, way to help others that maybe just sometimes flops, right? These things as a business owner, we're constantly tweaking, especially as um, solopreneurs, right? We're constantly tweaking and testing and and trying to develop ways to serve better. And sometimes they land and stick and sometimes it's like, "Mm, nope, that didn't work out. we're we're constantly growing and evolving. But looking back over my gratitude journal, I'm able to see that. So even though this experience didn't end the way that I thought it would, it opened up incredible opportunities and wonderful conversations and amazing connections with dozens of people throughout that process. So yeah, it may not have ended how I thought it would, but I was able to connect with so many more individuals in ways that I didn't even recognize or, or see initially because I was so focused and driven on that, that path of, okay, let, let's get this out into the world. Uh, and so it helps to shift my perspective away from, okay, well, maybe it didn't end up the way that I thought. But now I have all of these other opportunities that I could explore through some of the connections that I've made over the past two months or three months. And who knows where collaborations might go. So it, it lessens the time that I sit in that time of self-doubt and it quickens me again out, out and back into a place of being like, okay, let's learn and let's move on.
1: Yeah, definitely. And what you've shared is so powerful because again, we all need to hear that, you know, words of encouragement and uh, get inspired and re-motivated and focus on ourselves and just be the best version of ourselves that we want to be in order to do all of these things. And now for your services, are you doing online because of the whole pandemic situation and how like, are you? What are your? Do you do like a free consultations? Like, what's the process? Do you take them, and do they have to purchase a big package, or is it just uh, session by session?
0: Sure, great question. So, there are a couple of ways that uh, women can work with me, and so I have the I have a six week journey all about self-care because I, part of, part of this umbrella of women's empowerment is, as I had mentioned earlier, is, is helping women to reconnect with themselves, right? And, and part of that is understanding why do I do the things that I do? And, and tapping back into, again, trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, standing in your voice again. And some of that comes through the process of self-awareness, which is one aspect of self-care, and then also as a because we are involved in so many things and, and we have all of this additional pressure on us right now during this pandemic time that we are constantly serving others and putting our, our own needs at the bottom of the, the pile, self-care is incredibly important in order to maintain our energy. And now it's so important in order to maintain our emotional and mental well-being. So self-care is woven into everything that I that I do. So I have a six-week journey that's a hybrid online and live um, program. And uh, and so that you can find that at Susantrippy.com. And then in terms of coaching, there are two ways that I that I work with women. I offer private one-to-one coaching because some of my clients prefer that, but I also have group support. And so there's the opportunity for um, group coaching and and participating with others who are going through life experiences and life transitions so that they're learning from each other and supporting each other too while working with me through learnings.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. I really love that. And keep doing what you're doing because we all need that women's empowerment coach to come into our lives and say, keep on doing what you're doing. (laughs) It's so important to have that personal cheerleader.
0: It is. And it seems like now more than ever, when there's this added layer of just stress, right, mm-hmm. that, that we're all living under, and, it, and, and with many, and it's not just, you know, it's, this is a global thing, right, and so there are a lot of folks who are being forced out of careers and professions because of the economic impact of the pandemic, and, and so there are a lot of women who are honestly assessing and thinking, what do I do now? how do I pivot, what what can I bring to the table and and how can I transition from a career perspective so that they are still investing time, effort and energy and bringing their creative capacity to a new field and industry. And that is a really scary transition at times. Um, And then there's also this aspect right now of just trying to hold it together families are trying to hold it together and 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 women who are moms are trying to bear the they are they're not trying they are bearing the the burden of of working with household management with now being the teacher and and all of the things too and so there's um this additional pressure that women are under. and we're all under it but you and I are talking specifically about women today and so in that i would love to just remind your listeners that to remember to give yourself grace to remember to celebrate every small and big win to remember that this is a temporary situation that we're in that will come to a place of opening life up again at some point and and to recognize that the challenges and hurdles and transitions that that you have already moved through based on re- re- reflect and represent to me that you are resilient, right? And so celebrate every milestone that you have accomplished up to this point and, and stand in that and own that and recognize that You have moved through some really difficult experiences in the past year and a half alone. And I celebrate you. I celebrate you for what you bring to your family, and I celebrate you for what you bring to your communities. And I celebrate you for the fact that you, every single day, are waking up and you're figuring out how to do it at a time right now when we're all in the same boat trying to figure out how to do it. And so continue to honor yourself continue to give yourself grace continue to give yourself the love that you need and continue to um show up for yourself in ways that respect your emotional and mental well-being and continue to advocate for your needs during this time too
1: Susan I love that I really do what you said there towards the end of everything that that how could I say it? It's like the piece of encouragement, motivation. And, um, you know, I completely agree with you in what you said, and, uh, it has empowered me to as well to keep on going. So thank you for that. And where can the listeners find you share your social media, your website, where can they find you?
0: So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Susan trippy coaching. And my website is Susantrippy.com And that is S-U-S-A-N-T-R-I-P-I, Susantrippy.com.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much again, Susan. This has been fantastic. And of course, to all my listeners, everything is going to be in the show notes for you. Again, Susan, I really appreciate all your time. This has been so great.
0: It has been a wonderful conversation. I thank you so much, Angelica, for having me as a guest.
1: Thank you. And to all my listeners out there, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with Me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken aka the Gentlemen of the Gentlemen lifestyle podcast hi this is stephanie valente your local massage therapist and you're, you're listening, you're listening to, to a little bit, bit of everything, everything with, angelica. with angelica that's it for now and thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me